You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums Scottish podcast. Football banter. Season 9, episode 13. Yeah, I'm looking for some because it's the regular Scottish Football Forums Aaron, last week was phenomenal again. Um, gave us all, gives us Aaron for our money anyway. So I, I'm John. Um, John. Oh yeah. And Chris. Is back after yep. a week off. No, I'm not John, so right. Yeah. So we've had so from having a guest list, we're now guest less. <laughs> yes. Uh, should start off by saying well done to Aaron's team as well. Uh, Full Dice United, who went through in the Junior Cup two one in the the back on side derby. A light winner as well for Full Dice. Yeah, oh, good stuff. So is that three? Is that three goals that get counted towards the, the charity then? Um, I I don't know if it was just certain players that were doing that, but it was someone who made their debut um, that scored the winning goal. I know that much. I can't remember. I think his name was Robbie, but I can't remember his surname. Donnelly, maybe or something like that. Yeah, uh, could be apologies to um, the guys for not knowing the name, but um, they did raise three hundred and seventy-three pound, um, which is the most important thing. For back on side, so well done both sides. Excellent. I know you could make it to the game because you were uh, still game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I do see that some people have given it a mixed review, but other people said it was good. But I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really good. It was end of an era. Aye, aye. I was at Disney on ice. <laughs> God. <laughs> It was good fun too. <laughs> and I'm a little bit stuff today. I was at 10k yesterday. <laughs> oh, right. I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> I was trying to say up, Chris. Chris usually is quick in me and like Flynn with a bit of, bit of cheek, but he's slower. Yeah. He's obviously tired. Oh, my God, man. Robbie McCafferty. Good one. Yeah. I think I was getting messed up. The first goal I think was scored by O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. So, right, so yeah. you can pr- you can probably guess by the fact that we're talking about like Dizzy and Ice and Still Game and uh, back inside um, Derby that maybe we don't want to talk about the football too much this week. I I'll just stick to the juniors and uh, <laughs> but, uh, aye, one they were comfortable. But the biggest one of the the round was thirteen nil. Big line after against. Got the West Calder. Nice. Um, <laughs> there was also an 11 0 as well, rather than Glen Glen Cairn. But oh dear, that's also the draw for that's next Monday. So, Wait, is that to allow the replays? That would be quite good. Yeah, so, but aye. Maybe we get we'd, to the Aaron. That would be, be good banter for on here, though. Yeah. Aye. Um, yeah. But aye, that wasn't the only cup action that was involved uh, this week. We had the League Cup quarter final. No, we didn't. <laughs> well, so, some of us had an easy route through to the semi. Um, Celtic had the easiest draw as well, to be honest. Um, Partick Thistle, who have just changed manager, got Ian McCall in. His uh, baptism of fire was a 5-0 thumping at Celtic Park. Uh, so, uh, I don't think it was really unexpected, but um, kudos to Encham, who probably scored goal of the season. Um, you get two that on, on the Wednesday night, actually. But uh, aye, it was a, a, a relatively easy night for Celtic. Uh, Bio on the score sheet, and then it was pretty much a sort of 
old boys network because yeah. Rodgers won just after half time and Jam got his too and then um, polished off by Scott Sinker the forgotten man coming off the bench and he gets his fifth goal he was usually absolutely delighted with that so aye Celtic had the, the easiest uh, of the, the three games or the four games it was across the night uh, the televised game was Livingston Rangers um, and it was alright I mean Rangers got the early goal that made a, a bit of a difference big deflection with it but um, after that Livingston certainly had their chances to get back into the game and couldn't really hit the target with them so um it's all about being in the next round of the cup when it comes to these things. Yeah. So the the one 0 was was plenty for Rangers. Um, so so cup shit. I wouldn't care about the league cup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. because well, well, those two games were uh, seen in, out in the ninety minutes. We had uh, two games that went all the way, which which had the, the entertaining moment on um, open all bikes where they had to switch between the two games because there were penalty shootouts taking place at the same time. Thankfully. They were, they were in sync so you could look at one and one penalty would be hit and then you switch to the other one and then a penalty would be hit and you switch back again mm. so you, you were, they were just in the right order that you could listen to every single penalty uh, so mm. that worked out quite well but uh, yeah that came about because uh, come on Hibs were a goalless draw uh, got all the way to the extra time and penalties and uh, Hibs were victorious 5-4 uh, did anybody miss any penalties in that game? other than the obvious somebody missed one yeah, did both sides not miss one of their first penalties and then Kilmarnock obviously missed the one that that mattered that um, put Hibs through. Um, to be honest, I've <coughs> I wasn't particularly interested after listening to our one, to be brutally honest, because, um, you know, having been 2-1 up and um, it sounded like we were coasting through, um, we then conceded in the dying minutes through Kerry Calcutt and then the penalty shout, Sam Cosgrove, who scored twice in the game, um, changes his penalty tactic and puts one over the bar. So instead of being called Ballon d'Or, he was now ballooned over um, <laughs> by some Aberdeen fans that night. And then that set the tone because we then missed the other two and it's our first penalty shot defeat under Dent McInnes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit harsh um, given that Sam Crosby, as you said, had scored two penalties yeah. earlier in the game. Um, to, to then have to be asked to take a third penalty against the same goalkeeper, he uh, does like to change it up. I mean, um, like, Richard Gordon on Sportsend was talking about this he does mm-hmm. change it up which makes it harder for the keeper to guess so yeah. if he's changed it up all the time he's, he's always that uh, possibility that he's going to have to do something that's a bit more difficult a bit more um, out of his comfort zone and, and sure enough it was uh, too high that one I'm I just don't like it was the only one <coughs> yeah sorry um, I, I just don't like players changing their tactic too much because Gary McAllister um, he changed his tactic at Euro 96 instead of placing right in the corner he chose to blast it and of course we all know what happened Adam Rooney also changed his tactic against um, Maribor in the Europa League instead of going for placement um, he tried some silly little dink and that cost us a place in the playoff round in the Europa League that year um, it's just not something I like I mean I'm not blaming Sam Cosgrove for his going out because at the end of the day if it wasn't for the um, the ineptitude of the players in 90 minutes for not seeing out that game um, we wouldn't have even got to Sam Cosgrove missing the first penalty and then um, you know it's just one of these things but it was just so annoying having been almost comfortable but it used to be a strength of Aberdeen um, under McInnes that we saw out these ty- types of games and then we're unable to do it. It's quite worrying. There's a few strengths that are disappearing in terms of defence. I mean, they've been on an extra defender. 
to kind of try and close it, close out the game. They send Halga up top. We don't deal with it, um, which is disappointing. But not hard to beat at all anymore. Um, play right through us, and it's maybe the worst of the, the week. Even don't know, well, maybe it is. Definitely going out the cup because that's a better chance of winning something. Um, yeah. Which obviously we'll come on to what happens at the weekend later on if we need to. Um, <laughs> yeah, two, so two Glasgow teams, two Edinburgh teams in the series. Um, ah, and they've kept them apart because uh, the, the Saturday game at about half five is going to be Hibs and Celtic, uh, which will be followed on Sunday um, by Rangers and Hearts. So, and both at Hamden. Both at Hamden, unfortunately. We've taken this brilliant idea of having two games in the one day at two separate stadiums, which we stumbled on by accident, we must admit, um, but turned out to be great. And we thought, you know what, that's something we could market, so let's not bother and let's revert back to what we had before. Yeah. Yeah, well, they deliberately changed the dates because obviously last year Celtic and Rangers were both playing the Thursdays um, in Europe and the semifinals were that particular weekend. And then, as you say, by accident, they stumbled on what should have been the idea from the start. But this year, to avoid all that confusion, in other words, let's not give our money to Scottish rugby, which I still don't get what Scottish football have a problem with because um, the SR, you know, Scottish football have been happy to take Scottish rugby's money when it's came to... Um, rugby matches at Pataudry, um at um, Celtic Park for the um, you know for the what was that what's that um, competition that the Scottish Irish and Welsh teams all play in the league the <laughs> Guinness Pro 12, Pro 12, Pro 14 or whatever it is uh, but yeah, the point is we, we're happy to take their money but um, we're not happy right. to give them ours it's ridiculous I think the I think the problem there is it's the clubs that are taking it. So Celtic was the one that benefited for that final getting played the last year, the, uh, last right. season. Um, and then Aberdeen would have been benefiting. But it's, it's SFA that don't want to give money. And the, SFA, and the SPFL. SPFL. The suits at Hamden, funnily enough, don't want to take things away from Hamden because they spent a fortune on it. But who make up the SPFL? Aye, same people, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they're just wearing a different hat. But, nah. Um, but still, it's going to be good weekend Scottish football two semi-finals um, I just hope they're close from a neutral point of view um, and maybe we'll get it'd be nice if we get the capital derby rather than the old firm final, um, derby in the final but I've got the feeling it's going to be the first old firm fin- sure final since 12 <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris is driving well, I mean, again <laughs> what do you call it the old firm again John I've always called it the old firm <laughs> you getting a job the last time you called it yeah no aye uh, I, I, as long as Celtic are in the final, we'll play whoever get there. And, but for me, that's the, the bigger concern is getting there because I think Rangers will probably take care of Hearts. Um, they tend to take care of Hearts, usually, especially Craig Levine in charge of Hearts. His record against Rangers is utterly appalling. Um, Celtic Hibs, on the other hand, keep a closer game. We had the weekend's game there on Saturday, um, which will probably move nicely at the end now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lunchtime kickoff. And as certainly had 100% record, and we can make it seven wins out of seven. We uh, did invite Lewis on. We did, aye. Um, he was noising everybody up, and he's now scared to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was a great weekend, personally. But um, yeah. so, first off, there was a banner uh, being held up again by the Celtic fans about 20s plenty to um, get the clubs to lower the prices of tickets to 20 quid. Um, it would be really nice if other clubs would get behind that because I'm pretty sure most fans of most clubs would suggest 20 quid is plenty to, um, to a game 
But oh, again, too many people coming out and saying, ah, that's rich for Celtic to come out and say that, give them the charge at Celtic Park, which is correct. Um, Celtic do charge the most expensive away ticket in the league. Um, but it's not the Celtic fans that charge that, it's Celtic board. So I would agree mm-hmm. that Celtic fans should be up against Celtic as well as everybody else in the league. Um, but equally, I would like to see other teams um, back in this, this latest campaign. Do you think that um, there's more, because of social media, um, there's more division amongst clubs these days that, you know, they're just not willing to um, come together when it comes to things like like pricing and uh, even things like reconstruction? Because it just seems to be, oh, that club said that wheel, um, that club said black, the wheel say white. It seems to be that type of um, agenda that we're going on just now. So it's typical um, of Scottish football in terms yeah. of self interest, uh, isn't it? I think yeah. it's always been like that for as long as I can remember. But it makes it more obvious when you've got social media and other fans are communicating with each other. Um, <laughs> but I say, I think, I think, like, if you asked most of the uh, Scottish football fans in the top fight, they'd be saying, yeah, 20 quid's a great idea, that's what we should be getting chance. <laughs> but I, uh, like, I would agree that um, the Celtic fans, if they're being serious about this campaign, need to start doing it at home as well. Mm-hmm. I know obviously like most Celtic fans will have a season ticket for the home games, so they tend not to notice the, the, the price as much of a single game. Um but it's not a valid point. So mm. I'd like to see at the very least Celtic maybe setting a, an example and start yeah. charging lesser prices and, and, and stop pricing people at football. Yeah, but even well, though as well the revenue that Celtic get be easier for them to do that. Aye, aye, yeah. exactly that. Mm-hmm. And if you start, if we, if we did start making a big thing about it, you might find that people would start coming back to the games because there's too many half-empty stadiums at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but e- even the League Cup semi-finals, um, they're charging like thirty odd pound. Um, uh, but they'll probably get because it's the well, SPFL and the two clubs. Uh, sorry, the four clubs that are involved uh-huh. in charge Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, when Aberdeen played Morton um, three years ago, I think it was. Twenty pound, maybe twenty five tops. Um, but obviously, they know they're not going to get the same crowd as they, they're going to do when Celtic and Rangers are at the stadiums, or even Hearts and Hibs. In this case, it's all four, so you're going to get big supports. Although Hibs didn't take that many when they last played Celtic in the semi final. Um, but anyway, we're slightly digressing from the actual game at the weekend, which was a let's just say um, Kevin Clancy did not have his finest ninety minutes. <sighs> Does he ever? <laughs> There's some referees I don't think I've known them have a good game. I think Kevin Clancy's one of them. Um, and certainly he stuck with his usual form in this game. Um, Hibs are a bit lucky to be in front. Uh, Dodge is cut back and hitting off iron and wrong-footed Fraser Foster and ended up in the back of the net early on. Um, but having got in front, um, should point out, Dodge is technically offside. Um, by a, like an inch, but there was an English game a couple of weeks ago. Now that had this VAR and they were measuring these things out, and it was literally like millimeters that the guy was offside. That so the VAR ruled it out. And you know what? I'm all for every using technology to a point. When we start talking about millimeters and the players are having to get that fine line, it's, no, just so. As far as I'm concerned, Dodge was level. Never mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was obviously took the lead through that. Um, and then we start getting weird decisions like Bauer slipping in the box and getting a free kick for it. Um, there's a if you're being really generous, there's a very slight hand on Bauer by the uh, was it Middleton I think. 
Um, but it was not enough to knock him down. It was just... And when they both fell over. Aye, because Middleton then followed him down because it's slippy. slippy. <laughs> that should have been the, the indicator, really. It slipped. Um, so then, play goes on after that. Forrest goes down. Um, and the fourth official, weirdly, gives this decision. He clearly, you see the, the cameras look at him and he says to um, Heckenbottom, who's now moaning by this point, um, it's a, it's been a, it's, it's a foul. You can see him mouthing, it's a foul. Um, so Heckenbottom now knows it's a foul. Can't get this over to the rest of the team, who for some obscure reason think it's a drop ball. Um, I think it was to do with the fact Kevin Clancy was acting like he dropped it instead of just take the free kick kind of thing. Um, so there was about a million about for the Habits players and then Celtic took the free kick, right? Um, and went up the park, put in a cracking ball, head off of Ryan Christie and it's one each. To which point we get uh, Heckenbottom kicking a bottle. Um, there was somebody suggested that hit the linesman. I don't think it did. Um, but having just been spoken to with the, ref- the, the fourth official and he was mouthing it at the fourth official as well, he gets sent to the stand because of that. Um, I don't know if that's the right decision. It seemed a bit harsh. He's just obviously angry at the way the passage of plays just played out because we had the slap, a free kick for a slap. Then we had a confusion moment where there was a free kick rightly given, um, but the referee indicated the referee's indications were not clear. Let's just say that. Um, and then obviously Celtic won, scored a goal after that. So he's annoyed at Celtic scored and he's annoyed at the way it's built up before that. So I can kind of understand that. Did it, he kicked a bottle. It didn't hit anybody. Did he really need to send it off? Uh, a yellow card, maybe, because we started yellow card officials at this point. Um, wasn't done with that, though, because later on in the game, we had um, a bizarre moment where Encham picked up the ball, then ran towards where Vila was standing. Um, maybe he's watching the Rugby World Cup. Maybe. They were, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what Encham was playing at. Um, they were a bit of pushing um, Vila <laughs> you could argue that Vila was trying to make sure that Jam didn't take a quick free kick which is understandable given how Celtic's equaliser came about uh, waiting to have in position so there was a bit of squared up to each other and Jam raised his arms to push him away and Heckenbottom wanted a red card for us I don't see a red card in this I see two yellows which is a rip the ref gave so of all the things that Kevin Clancy did I think probably got this one right um, but this is a decision that um Heckenbottom was clinging to about later on when he was asked about the fact that Celtic should have had two penalties um, for the same thing, funnily enough. Uh, the first one, Christie whips in a ball and Stevenson catches him late. The second one, Bauer puts in a ball and Horgan catches him late and neither of them are given us a penalty, which is really weird because remember when we were on this podcast last season and you got a penalty because Izzy Geary clattered somebody as he put a cross in and I said, those are the ones we never get I don't remember ever seeing us getting that kind of penalty before, but it's technically correct. Uh, it was impetodry. I, I remember as a game Certainly out of the two, I think the Bauer one is less of a penalty, because I think he's good to cross in. So it's I, not really impacted anything. It does not matter if he's got the cross in or not. The fact that he's been caught after the crosses went in means it's a penalty. Because then you're allowing the cross actually going to his, uh, where it should be, but as the fact is. You've just clattered somebody. It's a penalty. So, neither of them are given. Um, much to annoyance. Um, so, yeah, Kevin Clancy did not have the greatest of games. Um, arguably, neither did Celtic. There was a few wasted chances in this one. Hayes probably had the best one late on. Uh, when he came on and he kind of took a touch and then didn't, it didn't quite drop from him. And he fired it over the bar. Um, 
So yeah, Celtic drop points for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Um, still unbeaten as are East Fife uh, and Cove Rangers. They're the other two unbeaten teams in the league at the moment. Um, but yeah, um, tight game. I think Celtic can play better than us. Um, certainly the official can do a lot better than us as well. But and it's been a good, it's been a reasonably good week for Hibs given the the way they lost the derby last weekend. Um, having been one up and going behind two one, they've obviously now wasn't ideal going to extra time and penalties, but they get through the tie and then they've, they've taken points off Celtic. So um, they are still second bottom in the league, um, but it's a better week for them than, than last week. Um, so you, you you would think maybe they can start to turn things around now. When was the last time Celtic won in a league game at East Rose? I know they beat in the Scottish Cup last season, but... About um, five and a half years ago, yeah. 2014, I heard. Um, like you say, we did beat them in the Scottish Cup in, in Lennon's first week in charge. Uh, but certainly in the league, it was like February 2014, I think somebody told me. Um, they've obviously I've spent a few seasons out of the, the top flight, so we never yeah. went there in the league. Uh, but it's still, there was a couple of games that we drew there under Rodgers. There was one that we lost there under Rodgers, I think, as well. Um, but yeah, they were in last been, season as well, at the end of the season. Yeah, um, yeah so it's been a while, certainly. But yeah, as you say, it's a good week for Hibs. Um, you know, getting through the League Cup and getting that draw against Celtic when we were saying how difficult it was um, potentially going to be given um, the month that had gone on before and the way they lost Edinburgh Derby. So maybe gives um, Heckenbottom a little bit of breathing space and then they, they go to Pataudry on Saturday and probably in better form, than, well, certainly in better form than what we are right now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, I get the start out of the way now. Go for this that. is the worst. Uh, this is the worst ever result for Aberdeen <laughs> against well, any team called Rangers. Um, they, they've lost to Rangers, a team called Rangers. What, new, new club, old club. Can't feel that offend anyone. <laughs> yes. The, the last time Aberdeen lost to a team called Rangers uh, 5 0 was 2004, but that was also the worst of, the, the defeat. So, it's, I mean, you could argue it's definitely the worst defeat of the Rangers. It's the worst one to begin this. Aye, it's, it's, it was a horrific, horrific result for you. Um, but there are mitigating circumstances given that you were missing quite a few first team players um, and had to play a few youngsters. I know McInnes is clinging to that. Players, but we shouldn't be getting them like exactly. I think McInnes as well comes out after the game and says he had, I think he said something like six or seven first team players out. He doesn't. I would say four at tops. Mm-hmm. McKenna. Considine, Bryson, Oyo. Yeah. And you Barton could have. That, that's your first choice lineup out there. Yeah. Um, he then goes to Kitt. Not Kitt. I wouldn't say. He's got a, he got a fair bit. He's got a wee bit of stick in terms of maybe high note here. I don't think he meant meant to, meant to be critical of them. He was just saying that we had a young midfield. Mm-hmm. Whereas this came out in, in terms of that he was criticising them, particularly he wasn't. He was just saying, I think, with that. But the other stuff, I think there was a wee bit of excuses in terms of the injury side of things. We should be able to deal with these things. I think we still had a team there that could have got out and got us out. But it was either to go one or two ways and start there. I thought we were yeah. either going to sneak a sneak us out or we're going to get thumped. And unfortunately, it was the latter. I um, think it probably didn't help that Considine was a very late call off because you would have been banking on him being the kind of the, the old head in the centre of the defence, and then losing him as well. It looked like the defence didn't know what the hell they were doing for most of the highlights that I seen. No, they didn't. I think the worrying thing from my point of view as I put on Twitter was the second goal, the lack of reaction. Joe, Joe Lewis makes an excellent save onto the post. Now, there's two Rangers players in the six-yard box ready to tap that ball in. 
there's not one Aberdeen shirt that's reacted to that. That's really poor, that's really basic. You know you know when a shot comes in, you, you react and make sure that if the keeper saves it or hits the post, that you're there to clear it with danger. That wasn't done. That was just a lack of desire. And the fifth goal... Yeah, the who, was yeah. no, I was got, this, this who, was off. who was it that scored that second goal? Just before we're, just because we know how yeah, so yeah, he's going to go in football. Yes, Greg Stewart um, <laughs> decided um, after a six-month holiday at Pittori to turn up. Um, it's always going to happen as soon as I seen he was in the yeah. team. I said, to I, you, I said to my boy, I said, score. Yeah, he looked desperate. And then he was mad at the match, I think as well. Yeah, he played well. You got to give him that, but I just thought there was a lack of desire um, in the team. Um, there was just. I mean, the way they stood still for Defoe's goal as well was pretty poor. Um, it was just... I, I accepted that we were probably going to lose the game given Rangers in good form and that we had a couple of injuries and weren't playing well. But t- to go down 5-0, not even um, go down fine. And there's a lot of Rangers fans that have come out saying that we're the worst team that Rangers have played this season. I mean, you can say that one of those teams was St. Joseph's. Um, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, so. be honest, for what I've seen in the highlights, it was five now, and it could have been more. Yeah. Um, I mean, two. I mean, yeah, two of them have been from the penalty spot, but I mean, there's no doubt about either penalty. Um, Morelos is looking for it, but the challenge is clumsy anyway. Um, and then there's, there's no doubt about Stuart being bundled over the second one either. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think Morelos was the one to get the club goal. He was mm-hmm. a fairly easy header as well. Yeah. Uh, but there was so many other chances in this game as well that just it was. Uh, did Aberdeen? Aberdeen had one shot from what I remember in the entire highlights. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but that's not that's enough. nothing new this season in terms of creating chances. We're just in terms of creating stuff from open play. It's mm-hmm. it's not really happening at all. Yeah. Yeah. I Rangers had about twenty odd in this game, so. Yeah. It does, I mean, to be fair to them, creating chances against everyone this season, well, most yeah. teams this season. Um, yeah. It's best, particularly at home, maybe it's probably the exception of the, the Celtic game. Yeah. But and, it's, it's just the way I need to you expect a bit of fight in them. Yeah. It's hard to be critical of the players, right? Because the professionals go out and do their job, you can have an off day, but then they had all had an off day. Yeah. And all clear, like within, whether it's morale or whatever. The fact that now the fans, I would have said the fans were a bit split down the middle, or probably more favoured for kind of staying now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, John, you put that poll out last week, which we got a great response to. It's now yeah. on the, the side of things whereby it's McInnes out as opposed to McInnes staying. Mm-hmm. Once that starts happening, it's very difficult to then win the fans back. Yeah. I, I said when Dick McInnes got that um, two-year extension, um, which is basically a three-year deal, um, that he was given that too soon. Um, in my opinion, because I know it, you also got in the back of the transfer window. You've built the new squad. There's a new contract, but I think what we should have done because he had a year left in his deal. See how we go for six months. See how the the team beds in, and then and then make a decision. But we made that um, contract offer far too early, straight straight before the European ties, and now it's almost coming back to bite. I'm not one that's screaming for the roof saying McInnes must go etc but um, I just think that every every manager has a shelf life at some point and I've been worried for a while as has passed it um, but then you're in that position um, if, if we were to make a change you know who comes in because you know Hibs obviously went with Heckenbaum started alright but then it's turned on that. You just 
it's it's a difficult one because McInnes has done well for Aberdeen over the years and what we've done um, is a lot better than what we did the previous few years but but no disrespect as well we're in a much better place on and off the pitch than what we were 10 years ago when Mark McGee was in charge far better position because um, obviously he got that job when people were shouting for Caldwell to go and people said should that have been made maybe Caldwell going was the right thing at the time but replacing Mark McGee wasn't and I think there's a bit of fear factor in that but yeah, um, I think something that comes into play as well is Milne wanting stability in terms of through to the seen through the training ground and the new stadium and things like that and I think McInnes was a big influence on the training ground getting mm-hmm. happening so whether there's a bit of that in there as well but I don't know I'm kind of sitting out on the fence in terms of stable. I think he does deserve a chance to try and turn things around because you're looking at that I maybe things aren't going well. We're still in fourth place just now. Realistic this season, I think most people would expect third, maybe a cup. That, that's realistic. I think what we we do expect now. I don't think even the most ardent of fans expect us to challenge for leagues now. Just now, um, I don't know. Maybe they do. Well, you, you've already said that the cup you want is Scottish Cup, so for us, we're still in, I suppose. Yeah. It's, it's all be a, around thirty. I think the thing as well is what will you probably happen now is you'll see a, the away support still stay pretty loyal because the away support's always been like that with Aberdeen. But the home support, that will start to reduce. And once you get the fans that are regularly going and they get fed up with it, it's very easy once you stop going to football to then stop all together or not go to every week or every however often you go. That's where the big problem will come because once fans stop going, then Milne will surely have thought and go, well, what are we going to do here? Will I do that? I don't know. Because um, he's got a great... The, the relationship between Milne and McInnes has always been regarded as being great, but if fans aren't going and they're turning away, then that's maybe a decision to be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but thanks to the 1,144 people who voted, um, that's... Well, certainly since I've been on the podcast, it's the biggest um, poll result we've had. Maybe what we do in future is put hashtag whatever team's involved and that might get more responses. So, but no, thank you. But um, yeah, t- Twitter and social and Facebook can be quite volatile with people's opinions. I think people just need to... The thing is with football fans, and it's, it's not just Aberdeen here, although I notice it more and more in club, obviously, but we all want the same thing. We all want our team to do well, but I think people go into one extreme or the other. You know, you get the people accusing uh, fans of being happy clappers and the other ones of being overly moany. Just, you know, by all means have a debate, but don't get personal about it. Um, at the end of the day, what Aberdeen to do well, well, you, you and I in this podcast certainly do. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, well, if you'd, if you'd get past Hearts, I would have wanted you to do well in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think, I think though, the, the thing is as well, just, the style of play is a big thing that's getting yeah. getting mentioned as well. When the, the fans that do go regularly that could have said previously that I we were doing well, even if we weren't maybe playing particularly well, that's not happening now. When it's a fine line between not playing well and winning and not playing well and losing. Unfortunately, it's a results game, a results business. Um, and yeah, the fan, those fans are fed up with the, the style. The thing is, I mean, in the early European games, we looked as though we're playing pretty decent football now. I get you taking it in perspective, the opposition we're playing isn't um, necessarily the best, probably bottom in the um, Scottish Premiership teams, but 
you thought that would have set a marker, but then we obviously went to Raika and it was like revert to type, and that seems to have carried on, and it's just too many players hiding away, nobody getting, wanting to get their foot in the ball, and it's, it doesn't just go to Dent McInnes, it's not just a case of the players listening to Dent McInnes saying just hoof the ball long, um, I think some players do shy away at times, especially the, the ball players, but um, I think some we've got, I've said all season we've got the basis of a decent team there um, that can play and are good at running with the ball and we can create chances, but um, it's just been too easy to just lump the ball up to Cosgrove all the time, and I don't even think that improves Sam Cosgrove's game any. Oh, and he, he, he gets, he probably gets more, I think he actually gets more criticism than a lot of other players, and regardless of whether he's scoring goals or not, which I think is unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, we've said all season, in terms of we don't have the personnel probe if we're playing 4 5 1. So it gets to a point where, as opposed to kind of just changing the players that are playing in that formation, maybe needs to look at the change of formation and maybe try 4 4 2, try something. Yeah. Because at the moment, what's happening isn't working. Um, mm-hmm. See what happens. Yeah. Take a chance, roll the dice. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think actually previously under McInnes we've actually stumbled upon something good out of adversity like the McKenna situation after the Murwell game so maybe Saturday terrible defeat change it against Ibs try something different um, and then we get the rewards because yeah. fans can be fickle as well if we went to then start going in on maybe a 10 yeah. 10 games whereby we get kind of maybe don't know 8 out of 10 wins say what then happens? Fans maybe yeah. start getting a bit more right, okay, maybe maybe there's a bit of hope here. Yeah, of course. I uh, uh, McBookie were tweeting on the weekend there that um, McInnes went from being 61 to get uh, been the next person to get sacked in the Premiership to 74 and was the favourite. But, <laughs> I mean, that's this week. Next week he could be back to beginning Craig Levine again, who's second favourite, or it might be... Could be Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright, aye. I mean, they're, they're still struggling to get anything. Um just he's oddly he was he's eight to one. Um, with, oh sorry, Heckenbottom's eleven to four. So mm-hmm. he's uh, the second favourite. Well, Levine being six to one, Tommy the eight to one. Yeah. Uh, Angelo Alessio fourteen to one. Joint with Neil Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Alessio's turned it around, didn't he? Well, that's it. I mean, if you, if you look at the results, well, we could quickly go over some of the results that were uh, shown later on in sports scene last night. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a bit confused as to why Kilmarnock Ross County was the last game though because for me St Martin Hearts had almost nothing to talk about other than the Andrew goal. Yeah. Um, which yeah, Kilmarnock gave me for the Osman so penalty. Aye. Yeah, the, the was... so penalty that he missed and um, which <laughs> he missed. It was so bad that Laidlaw, who had a great game actually, he'd kept it a few decent chances. Could he could have thrown his bonnet in that hit penalty? It was that terrible. <laughs> yeah, another thing as well was Laidlaw could have gone the wrong way, stood up and. Probably still saved it. That's not a penalty. But from what I heard from Kelly fans, speaking of Kelly fan today at work, and he was saying that Soul was pretty good apart from that. Um, mm-hmm. Remember when Austin Soul was at Hearts, he was like a right difficult person to play against. But the start was that he scored something like two goals in three years, which is awful. But you never know him, maybe in Brophy could work out um, as a pair. And the main thing I think from Kowalik's point of view is either maybe not scoring goals, but Alessio's got them in a situation just now whereby. They're not conceding many. That's the way to build a team. Start yeah, the back, yeah. uh, uh, and yeah. then let things come later on. He, he said as well, um, the likelihood is that Kilmarnock will be a better team away from home, whereby they're allowed to sit in a bit more. Obviously, yeah. at home, you've got the expectation as a home team by the fans. 
go out and attack, do something. That's not Kelly's style. Um, I think Alessio was maybe trying to change it at the start of the season, and he's gone, right, okay, maybe the players aren't yeah. capable of doing that just now, so let's go back and do what yeah. we did under, under Clark, which was the hard to beat compact, and then maybe kind of a few chances here and there. And yeah. Well, yeah he's turned out, I think, just now. Yeah. Yeah, Aldo says he's never wanted a command at Magic see more than now um, because of the criticism he was given after the two. He deserved the criticism for getting um, taking command of oh, Europe. Um, but you know, a lot of people in the, the media were saying, you know, that he, he had to go, and you know, it was it was the usual. If media don't like someone, they they want to write it off straight away. Like the majority of Scottish media, when Spetty Votes came in, for example. Um, but yeah, he started to do well and. Um, Rams people, including Kit Broadfoot, um, <laughs> you know, Kit Broadfoot was selling stuff to the media, um, which didn't go down well with some Comanet fans, believe it or not. And but yeah, they've stuck. Um, he's he believes in his methods, and over time, I think he'll sign the players at Comanet. It's also going to be difficult to re- um, replicate what Clark did, um, but I think they'll be pretty comfortable. Um, whether they'll get in the top six again is another thing, um, but no, they're doing all right. Their recent results have been good and suggest mm-hmm. they could have an Arsenal season. Um, and a good point for Ross County away from home. That's um, that's them now seven points uh, in the last nine. Pretty good run. Uh, I think it was a bit of an argument for a penalty for Ross County in this game, though. I'll be the honest, hand, I saw... The, the hand, there was a handball. The, the arm was well out and the ball hit the hand. Now, I thought that was a rule. These days, it's the ball... Hits your hand and it's that far out, then it should be a penalty. I think I'd lost the will to love by that time in sports scene after the St Mirren Hearts game. I didn't watch oh, any. Aye. I didn't watch any of the last two games. I get fed up after the four. <laughs> do you know what? That'll do. It. Uh, it took my will to watch the first game, which of course was Rangers was, Aberdeen, and aye. that had nearly half the goals of the whole weekend in the Scottish Premiership because there was eleven goals in the six games, and five of them were Ibrox for one side. Um, but there was one for Motherwell that counted um, at St Johnson, Declan Gallagher. <laughs> um, good header. And some people say he should be in the Scotland squad because a lot of people talk about Halkett and I, I rate um, Halkett. He's obviously injured now, unfortunately. Um, but he wasn't having a brilliant season so far with Hearts. They've shipped a lot of goals. Was Declan Gallagher's been playing pretty well with Motherwell and you could argue he's the one of the Levy, um, former Livingston players that Deserves a mention. You see, a lot of people have been saying that. I've seen two people, and one of them works for Motherwell. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was you replying to that person. <laughs> I mean, it could be worth a shout, though. It's not as a fun. No, that's it. The centre backs, but even if yeah. I have them in the squad, maybe. But... Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he goes straight in the team, but, you know, given the lack of centre back options, you know, could do worse than call him up. Yeah. yeah. I was saying it last month, we don't exactly have centre backs, so yeah, why not? <laughs> Anybody that's even half close to being good, I'll take them. Give a shit. Manny calls miss then. Well, aye, <laughs> Chris Master had getting the wee. Yes. I'll shoot for him, the else does. How? How do you miss that for two yards? Yeah. He redeems himself later on in scores. Aye, he scores for oh. the same range as well for that mm-hmm. header for the, the knockdown. Um, but aye, it was just 80 pounds done it well. Um, which was annoying because it was Ralston he managed to peel off it Ralston fell asleep um, he's on one for Celtic so let's keep my penalty that. pure penalty or a good save both I think it's a good save 
I'll give I'll give the goalkeeper the credit for this one. I think it's it's a good height from to save because it's, it's, it's not it's not low down, it's not high up, it's just that good height. But it's still it's it's going to be in near the post if he gets it in. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give him the credit for a good save. Uh, it looked about a soft penalty though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, but Davidson went down as if he'd been pushed, but there wasn't much of a push. Mm-hmm. That just sums up St Johnson's luck just now. They can't they, um, score that penalty. And they've only got three points this season. Yeah. yeah. What was the red card about? I watched that a few times. I suppose, oh, I suppose I, well, they came together and then supposedly they had a stamp. Aye, I don't think you can the thing, too much, mind you. I thought, thought Donald had put his arm across him. And I was wondering, because my first instinct was he's elbowed him. That's what he's been sent off for. But you see again, it's just his arm across him. It's not an elbow. Um, and then, if that's a stamp, then there's something serious wrong. Because he's trying to not stand on him and misses. If that makes sense. <laughs> he doesn't I miss. Cause Robert, he tries to not stand on him. Well. I, I don't think, I think that's accidental. So to claim that's a stamp, I'll, like, I hope that's a field and I hope that appeals one. Because yeah. I think incredibly harsh. I was also like into the game and it didn't make much difference, so mm-hmm. aye, it should be appealed. Yeah. Looking we'll good, by the way. Yeah, up to third. Um, if it all start, I think. Aye, they, they topped away um, last week, but uh, back up to third again. So, but um, I, I do keep pointing out there's a gap already appearing between second and third. Um, so this is one. I, I this is, I'd almost positive this is going to be one of those seasons where every dropped point for either Celtic or Rangers is going to be a disaster. It's got 2002-2003 written all over it, hasn't it? Aye, aye, it's that same kind of thing. It's sort of going You're to end get... up with two. Doesn't just you cannot drop any points without everyone yeah. getting nervy about it, especially yeah. given Celtic are going for the nine in a row. Because Celtic um, obviously a lot, um, missed it in terms of despite having 97 points and I think they scored 98 goals that season but missed it by one goal um, and it all came yeah. well they said it, say that season um, it came down to all firm games actually didn't Celtic win two out of the four and drew the other um, but it actually came down to Austin McCann's last minute win of a hearts that year but it's going yeah, to come down I, to exactly. yeah. it's, it's going see, to see when, you, see when you look at that season you can actually you can match up the results. So Celtic dropped points at Rugby Park and so did the Rangers and Celtic dropped points against Motherwell, I think it was, and so did the Rangers. Every single game matches up. The only difference is Rangers never drop in the hearts, they always beat them. Yeah. And that included like an own goal um at Tinkastle in one game. Mm-hmm. Where they won Rangers won one nil. Whereas Celtic lost to that Austin McCann goal chasing yeah. the winner. But the irony is I don't know chasing the winner, but that for set up for one each with the one leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think he's Knew that at the time. <laughs> no, of course you'd never <laughs> go for that one, no? because what you say, you did not. Yeah. So. But it's got that feel again that it's going to come down to either the old firm games or, um, you know, someone dropping points where someone else doesn't. But it just. And Celtic are already at a disadvantage with that, but then they're at the advantage of winning the old firm games so far. So that's the difference in the yep. title at the moment. Um, I saw. So. In the championship, um, Lawrence Shanklin scores another ha- scores a hat trick again. I say again, it's his second hat trick of the season. The Dundee United have won six out of seven league matches, and Hamilton so have they United. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that game. Sorry, Aye. that's a good win for Hamilton. I thought on the highlights they looked pretty impressive after going a goal behind, and for what I saw, they deserved their win. Uh. 
the the discussion was on the, the, the penalty. Um, I I think the penalty's right. I think the goalkeeper mm-hmm. oddly jumps up with his arms in the air and manages to still be smaller than the defender and the attacker. I don't know how he's managed that. Um, I, I know I he's think, done his platinum. So I think I, it's a penalty. I think it's a good good call. For the, it's the, a great call because how often do the goalkeepers um, get a free kick for that? And I've seen situations where the goalkeepers I, put the arm in the head of the attacker and got the free kick. So no, well played the referee with that one. Totally agree. Aye, agreed. Yeah, but I go back to Lawrence Shankland. Um, we're already getting the, the rumours the Celtic Rangers being interested and um, just trying to get him called up for the, the Scotland squad. I mean, j- just because you play in the Scottish Championship doesn't mean you get completely discounted. If you're banging in the goals in the Scottish Championship, you're doing your job you've been asked to do. There was argument for Shankland whether he, be, he could have went to a bigger club that was already in the top flight, but he chose to go to Dundee United. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a bad choice for him. I think he's going to help Dundee United to get that division at this yeah. rate. Um, and, and then he will be in the top flight. So. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, it's an area we're not exactly blessed with. Many exactly. Yeah, so I mean, we've him in the sport, maybe see what happens. Especially the fact we've got like, San Marino and. A week in Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. right, give him a go. I don't see why not. We've got these four games left in the, the group stage. That she's already gone away for us, so that's what we've got to get warmed up in. Game, give them the game against San Marino, perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think the quality of San Marino can be any much different from the quality of the other teams that are in the championship, sure. You could well, argue well, that, but, um, but Jason Cummins scored a lot of goals in the championship, um, but he's not really stepped up to a higher level. Um, but I wouldn't be totally adverse to Shanklin um, getting called up because he looks more mobile than Ollie McBurney. I think the difference for me is that he was able to score goals in a good team. Um, I don't remember him doing it at anybody else's level. Whereas Shanklin has kind of earned his place in the United team by doing it for his previous club. So it's not as if it's not as if he's a one-club man. It's a, he's been able to do it at a different level. So I'm, mm-hmm. I will be interested to see if Shackley gets on should he come up with Daniel United to the Premiership mixes. Um, mm-hmm. But like, like John says, we're not exactly well endowed when it comes to... Do <laughs> 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 you know something that we don't? <laughs> um, I, I think I've been listening to um, my dad got a porno um, far too much. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, by at least my at least uh, in terms of that, my mate had a worse result than me in terms of uh, getting beat six now. My mate that was born than us, so that was a blessing. The marriage are changed though, didn't affect a raw party that so both won away from home. Good results. Aye, if anything, actually not looked it better for Sizzle. Um, but I, the fact that it hasn't changed the result, um, it's, it's interesting. We're interested to see how they got on as the season progresses, but. I'd say part of this, you were on a hide into nothing in midweek, so um, getting that win up in Inverness, where Inverness hadn't uh, been defeated in a while, for what I remember. It's um, at home, it's certainly it's the case, it's Inverness's first defeat at home, so it's a great yeah. result for Partick going there and winning. Um, the, the League Cup game for Partick was a write-off, um, let's be honest, and if, if they got something it would have been um, a major shot, but... The um the Cal Thistle game was always um the starting blocks for Ian McCall where they could really um 
get going and this is a terrific result going up there and winning. Um, and get back to Morton quickly, John. This, I think this sums up how Jekyll and Hyde Morton are. At home, they've won all three of their home games. Away from home, they've lost all four. And can see yeah. 16 goals away from home. I know I said it as well. I thought Hopkins oh, would make them harder to beat, but yeah, away from home, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worse than terrible, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the other game in the, in the Championship on on Saturday, because it was a game on Friday night as well. Uh, the other game on Saturday was uh, the one each dog in the firm in Alwa. Um I haven't seen too many pick out contenders this week, but um, Adam Brown's goal in this game, which opened the scoring for Alwa, was an absolute cracker, so uh, I'm going to see that one. But for me, um, pick it out this week should be in Charm's goal against Thistle, the first one. Stoller. Yeah, I've not seen enough. Um, other football to argue your point um, to be honest yeah, Sequinia South on Friday drew one each at home with Dundee um, which probably doesn't do much for either side it means Sequinia no. South are a point above the two teams at the bottom and Dundee are nine points behind their city rivals that's a big gap push. already Yeah, after seven games that's a lot um, that's all Graham Dorn's played so Aye, that's because uh, you knocked back the Premier League clubs in England. What a ridiculous story that is. Aye, I, I knocked back Beyonce the other week. Aye. <laughs> that's more believable. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Queen of the South, has Dolby scored yet this season? I'm not sure. I don't think he's scored many if he has. But they're not conceding many. Because. Um, they've conceded six goals in seven games which isn't bad but they've only scored three goals and they've all come at home they've not scored away from home yet so I just not scored yeah they also send back, back to, to a, that's not quite Hamilton and Oliver so maybe he just needs to get going that way with them but the, the goals dried up the second half of last season didn't they mm-hmm. yeah. injured, injured, injured at one point I think he got injured, maybe. It's... It'd be stronger at the end of the season, aye, because we're doubting whether he was going to play in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Then they brought him back and all of a sudden he managed to stay up because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think after he scored that scream at Pataudry um, in the Scottish Cup that he just fell away a wee bit. Um, he obviously got injured as well, which didn't help matters. But yeah, they'll need him back. For, for the, he's getting on a bit as well, is he? Not what, 36, 37? Yeah, come, be a youngster. come be a youngster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on for Scotland, Scotland to go play Dolby and um, Shankland up front. That's <laughs> San Marino. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's the, the squad gets announced tomorrow. We're recording this Monday night, so we don't have any clue what's going to be in the, in the Scotland squad this week. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Kieran is coming back in after he made his Arsenal debut last week. Uh, yeah. I think he's playing now, is he not? Um, is he's playing Man United tonight. Uh, yeah. Tom already scored in that game. He didn't, it's, he didn't start tonight, I know that much. Did he not? I've seen on Twitter, folk. No happy about it. Mm-hmm. So he obviously made a good impression when he played last, <coughs> pardon me, last midweek. Um, not even on the bench. No, he's not even on the bench tonight, no. Is he not? They're obviously um, easing him back in, but. Um... Aye. Right, it's good to see he's back fit at least. Yeah. So yeah, he's got for choice at full back again. I don't know anyone else anywhere else, but okay. Um, league one. Um, as I said earlier, he's five, one of the, the three unbeaten teams in the league. 
uh, had a nothing each draw with Falkirk. So they're still sitting second in the table. Uh, the leaders are, of course, Wraith Rovers, I think. Is that right? <laughs> Not much change in the league. Only kind of things that changed. Clyde went up into fourth place and then fourth and into bottom went down to six and seven. That was it. Everything else would be much the same as there was a really harsh sending off in the Airdrie Stranard game that was doing the rounds on Twitter. Um Dangana, who's on loan from Aberdeen tries um, an acrobatic effort. The Airdrie defender's going in at the same time and heads the ball away and of course Dangana as he's tried to lead, kicks him in the chest. Um, totally accidental and the referee's given him a straight red. Um, I know Derek, the referee, said um, that it would have been yellow card at worst. Right. Did that, did, I'm sure I heard somewhere that Goodall get sent off. Was it last week? <laughs> is, that, is that why I'm confusing myself here? Because he went where he scored like about four goals or five goals in one game and then the next the next game he played was he get sent off. I'm sure I heard this. Um, you might be right because um, he wasn't... Because he never the played against the ball, was he? Mm-hmm. No. Uh. Yeah, Clyde on a, a decent run, um, having yeah. had a sticky start to seasons. Getting themselves in the top four. Montrose's first win of the season um, against Peterhead. So. Uh, still at the bottom, but I'm yeah. a bit closer to the Sarnar above them now. Aye. Aye. And Falkirk are three points behind Wraith Rovers, and they two go head to head this weekend. Um, they're the two favourites for promotion, obviously. Aye. Aye. That'll, be, that'll be good. Good game at you. See how that goes. Um, and then, like, two, um, Rangers still. The, the third team that are unbeaten in the leagues, um, seven wins and a draw. They win again. 3 0 at home and an athletic. But Edmund City still keeping pace. 2 1 win over Queen's Park now. Yeah, so they two are looking like the teams. Oh, they Couldn't be some little point behind Edmund City. It's Kevin Beast's fifth win in a row. Yeah. They're doing very well. Mm-hmm. Good run, yeah. yeah. Aye. Aye. Uh, you see Cove signed Fraser Aird. Another it's top flight player. I don't think he made the top flight. It was lower lower leagues with Rangers. Um, No, I don't think he made the top flight. Because we still were Rangers in the championship when he he left them. Um, But no, he's a good player to have at that level um, for Cove. Yeah, yeah, they're looking good. I think the the, the interesting thing for me about League 2 is, we were talking earlier about the the gap between Celtic Rangers and the else in the top flight. Um, The gap between the top three um, in this division there's, like, there's only about four points between them but there's another nine points back to Queen's yeah. Park Queen's Park are sitting in fourth in the third playoff spot in this division and they're still close at the start on Albion at the bottom yeah four points separate them and still on Albion aye yeah. Mark Wilson got his first win as breaking city manager aye took him off the bottom mm-hmm. against Elgin level points with him so yeah who knows what can happen this weekend who will replace who in that um, fourth to tenth place, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's actually physically possible for Breaking City to go from being ninth to being fourth because they need some like not everybody above them could lose. Yeah, but give it a weekend, Kildon would be third in the city. Mm-hmm. All right, aye, aye, that's just a, 
it's a big goal of hoping they can they can open up a bit of bigger gap there, or they get three overhead in the city. So, yeah, aye, we're going to capitalise on that one. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, what to mention? We mentioned about uh, we sometimes talk about women's football. We've maybe not been that for a while, but Glasgow City went through in the Champions League to the last sixteen. Yeah, yeah they've drawn Wembley. Yep, and they're also um, possibly one weekend away from winning their fifteenth title in a row. They need they need um, Hibs to lose at the weekend as well as them to win. But they need um, to go and play in the they need to go and play down south, don't they? Domination. That's that. Uh, it's just just boring at this point. But aye, it was good to see them get through. So um, and they're quite happy they've got Bromby. They've avoided the big guns. So yeah. Right, fingers crossed we can, we can progress in that as well yeah that'd be good Scotland's called Billy might get called up well I started for Chelsea in the the, the cup game through the week yeah, rave reviews as well mm-hmm. uh, I think even likes of Cesc Fabregas was praising who knows a midfielder when he sees one well, he's in the under 21 squad at the moment, but I don't think it'll be long before he is elevated. And no, I wouldn't be adverse to him coming in. I mean, stuff all this is, um, he's too, you know, he's too young. Scott, we have this mentality of we don't call them up, players up, and make them international until like 26, 27. You need to take a chance sometimes. Um, you know, if England had that thinking with Michael Owen, they wouldn't have picked him for the 98 World Cup. For oh. example, um, and I'm not saying Billy Gilmore's at that level at this stage, but you know, Gilmore's obviously earning a review, so yeah. I think the difference is one was playing for Liverpool at that point as well. Yeah, of course, aye. Whereas, mind they had Theo Walcott, though, called up for was at a World Cup and he'd not even played a game. Aye. Yeah, aye. Aye. Sven's last in that. And then he missed out in the World Cup when he'd been playing regularly for Arsenal and scored a hatchet yeah. for England qualifying. <laughs> he had no luck with World Cups at all so I think he didn't get injured for the one after that <laughs> um, um, there is one game tonight when we're recording this it's in the, the Scottish Cup first round they've revealed Spartans are playing their first round replay it's currently one each I had to check Spartans Twitter feed to know that because we should just acknowledge that the game exists not that there's a score on it I think the game on Saturday the couldn't get there because of the road closure. They travelled the night before. I'm pretty sure I'd read that Spartan had travelled the night before. Um, Try to get to the game, there was some kind of road closure and they couldn't get to the stadium. Jesus. Bad bizarre world of Scottish football at times. Aye, definitely. Um, but aye, Scotland had the 21s they're playing Lithuania next Thursday as well um, and that's at 10 Castle that's quarter past 5 kickoff. Um does that clash with the actual um full squad who are playing the same night and with it being in Russia I'd imagine that'd be a five o'clock kickoff as well, but I need to check it. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh but aye, before we get to the, the international break we've got it's another European midweek coming up here. Um so we've got Celtic on the Cluj. Uh it's the, the later kickoff. Uh, again, obviously, I played Cluj in the, the qualifying and, and the BS, so we're looking to get a bit of revenge over that one. Um, we we really should have beat them on that night, never mind um, losing to them. Uh, but uh, we shall see. But I think we've strengthened a bit since then, so 
fingers crossed we can get the result we need. Uh, but before Celtic take on Coyles at Celtic Park, Rangers are in uh, Bern to play Young Boys. The five to six kick off. So, um, I mean, ideally we're going to have both teams on at least four points. Rangers could even go on six points um, if they can get one over there. So yeah, good luck to both Celtic Rangers on Thursday night. Yeah, definitely. Um, be good if you get six out of six from both. If not four, would be good. Um, well, Celtic can't get six because they've got. I mean, six at six, so the two get. I mean, six at six between them on the night oh, on Thursday. Yeah, I sorry, should have made that clearer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then after hoping that they do all right this week in Europe, hope they both get stuffed at the weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, as you, as you touched on earlier, I mean, you've got your game at home to Hibs. Um, yeah. So, that's, that's but, uh, other games in the top fight are Hearts Kilmarnock, Mullow Host St Burden and Ross County St Johnson on Saturday. And then on Sunday it's My throat's just catching. Yeah. Uh, I, we've got Lovis and Celtic in the, the Wednesday kickoff and then Rangers are hosting Hamilton at Ibrox and the three o'clock kickoff. Yeah. I've misjudged the amount of stuff and the food I need for this podcast tonight. I've run it. Did they bring enough? <laughs> Did you run it? Aye. <laughs> About ten minutes ago. <laughs> Dear. Um. I need. I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, yeah. I don't think there's anything else anyway, is there? To be fair. Nah, I don't think so. I was going to pick at some of the biggest games in, um, in the championship this week but um, I don't know which one you would go for to be honest um, we've also picked at the games of the week in League 1, League 2 so yeah aye, night. Aye, I mean, uh, um, I think there's a game on Friday aye, is, uh, yeah, I'll London United oh, I'll London United, it's a Friday night, that's a telegame so, yeah, aye um, I don't know. I think you're right. I, I mean, United and Burnett looks like it should be a good game. And the, the Saturday kickoffs. Given United are wanting to keep pace with Dunn United. Don't know how Dunn United got on for the previous night. So, Aye. Yeah. Aye, I'm done. Put a fork in you. Put a fork in you. Put some water in you. Cheers, guys. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.